Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host, Ethan Foster, here today with another episode. And I apologize because last Sunday I did not uh, produce an episode. I was sick uh, uh, with a pretty severe cold, so I did not feel good enough to uh, to uh, ma- make an episode. But I got well in time to go on Heart of the Matter last night, and it was truly a fantastic experience. I thank God for the opportunity. I thank Sean for letting me come on there and and it's an hour-long conversation, guys. So go t- subscribe to Heart of the Matter. Check out what Sean has got going on there. And it, it, it's a lot of fun to talk to him. He's a very funny, very nice dude. And I just thank him uh, for that opportunity. And our verse for, of the day today, I know, we're going to try and start doing this again. And it says, it's 1 Corinthians 34. And it says, love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It it is not puffed up, it does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That is 1 Corinthians 13, 4. I'm going to have the uh, Instagram live right now. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to Common Sense Christianity. And we have absolutely no topic to talk about today. I am just going to start ranting. I am going to talk about absolute nonsense according to Christianity. Well, not nonsense, but you know, you get what I'm saying. We're just going to go with the flow today, guys. So what did I really talk about uh, yesterday with Sean McCraney? So what I talked about is he was asking me about what we do here at Common Sense Christianity. If you've been a faithful listener, you already know what we do. And and that is the goal of trying to get people to think for themselves and sit and look at the evidence for and against Christianity. It is our goal here, and I haven't made this uh, as clear as I should have. It is our goal for people to come to the realization that Christ is their Lord and Savior, but also to be thinking using scientific and historical methods. This is something that the Christian church has failed to implement because many Christian leaders have not done it like they have supposed to. And people um, are coming to the realization now that we're speaking up about this, that there is a lot of stuff to investigate in, to um. To, to look at a lot of things in this world that we do not understand. And instead of l- sitting back and not trying to figure out the answer for it, we go out and search for the answer. And I think many of the answers are in the Bible, but many answers aren't in the Bible too. That's a, the th- that's the reason we have science. And we have science and history. And we use these methods. I hate it when uh, evangelical pastors... Um, Hate on science almost. Not all of them do it. I'm not. I'm not claiming to all of them, but some of them do. And this is very a very negative effect to Christianity. Granted, uh, a lot of scientists do hate on the Christian faith. That is no reason to ostracize people who believe in theories such as evolution, or 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 pro vaccination. I, I hope most Christian pastors are pro vaccination. That was a bad example. Uh, but things like that, it, Christian churches need to accept scientific fact. That's another thing that I talked about yesterday. Free thinking, uh, means that you have to, uh, at least introduce your peers, your congregants 
to uh, certain scientific discoveries, well, scientific opinions, I should say, uh, that may conflict with biblical teaching or conflict uh, with uh, your personal views. Uh, another thing I have a problem with the Christian church is it's too politically evolved, involved. And I mentioned this on the show yesterday. I am very conservative. But that does not mean I want uh, evangelical pastors wasting uh, the church's money, donating it to the NRA, to conservative organizations, uh, to uh, or to uh, President Trump. There's no reason. Same thing with churches that are more liberal. I don't want you wasting your money on donating it to uh, democratic causes because that is not the point of the church's money. Yes, you can talk about politics and church. That is not what I'm getting to. What I am getting to is that you shouldn't waste it on things that you think is right because, yes, there should be political diversity in the church. No, Your whole church shouldn't be Republican and your whole sh church shouldn't be Democrat. There needs to be diversity in it. That is the beauty of the body of Christ. We don't have to agree on everything, and we don't need to ostracize people that disagree on stuff. Oh, what's up, Jaylee? <laughs> Sorry, I was saying hi to someone on the uh, Instagram Live. But that's another problem I have with the church. And the church uh, continues to be so afraid, almost, of what the culture thinks of them. So they try and play this game of trying to satisfy the culture while trying to uphold Christ's message. But you cannot put those two things together. That's not how it works. Christ came to bring a sword. Remember that? That's scripture. He came to divide father against son and mother against daughter. That's the reality of it. That's something that we have to accept as Christians and at that point, we have to decide who do we love more, the world or God? If you want to be an effective Christian, you have to let go of the things of the world and you have to go for the things of God. Now, I am not saying you can't mess up. We all mess up. I mess up every single day and so do you. But that's not the point. The point is when you are purposefully messing up and saying that it is a part of the gospel, saying that it is a part of Christianity. That is a problem. You cannot associate the two. That's messed up. And that is why people keep running away from the church. Because Christian pastors keep doing this. And like the prosperity gospel, that bothers me. There is no such thing. The most faithful disciples were the poorest of people. They were the most humble of people. They were the most despised of people. And yet we have people like Joel Osteen or some other pastors that are begging you, their congregants for private jets. I have no problem with you having a private jet to get um, the church's message out. But you're begging them. Spend your own money. They have millions of dollars. The church doesn't need to pay for that. Are you really? Prosperity gospel is the devil's gospel. It's what the devil wants you to think. The people who truly serve Christ, the people that truly love the Lord and dedicate their lives in the Lord, are more likely to be the ones suppressed in society. Like the street pastors. We think of them as crazy all the time. But maybe they are the right ones and we are the wrong ones. 
Those street pastors sit there and be called all of these names. And we think they look crazy. We think they're mental. But they are preaching God's word literally. And they are not afraid to tell it to people. That is a problem. We are too afraid of uh, being criticized for the gospel. While we have brothers and sisters in Iran and Iraq, out in the Middle East and out in Asia, that are being persecuted, that are being killed for their beliefs. Why are we sitting here so afraid of being criticized for the gospel? I have been criticized time and time again by people, but yet I am still here because that is not real persecution. That is just people saying stuff to me. You cannot let words uh, get into your blood like that. You shouldn't. You cannot let words hurt you like that. You need to be the strong one because if Christ is truly in you, none of this would bother you. None of this should uh, scare you. You shouldn't be backing a Republican candidate that promises that they're going to keep so-called Christian rights. It would be nice. It would be nice. Trump supports the evangelical community. That's why they vote for him. But why are we so afraid of society going after us? Stop going for all these things that are being convenient. I think American Christians need a lesson. I think, yes, persecution must come to America in order to save the Christian church. Because whenever the Christian church is undermined, whenever it's suppressed by the culture, by the world, it flourishes. People want to hear the gospel. And yes, we fight. And it gives us a higher glory in heaven. God will, will reward you for it. But with your lies, with your hatred, with your bigotry that some of these evangelical pastors have, God will punish you for it. And I say that with 100% truth. And it's not too late to repent. There, it is never too late to repent. My friends, my brothers and sisters, I don't do this too much on the show. I always talk about evidence. I always talk about... Uh, atheism and Mormonism and agnosticism and Christianity. But today I ask anyone listening today or a few people in the audience, I ask that you would come to the realization that Christ is your Lord and Savior. That Christ is the only way and that these TV pastors don't listen to them. Read the Bible for yourself. Read God's word for yourself. Study the evidence for yourself. And at the end of the day, it takes God revealing himself to you. And just ask. Just say, Lord, I need you. I am a sinner. I need your love. I need your power. I, I need mercy. I need a change in my life. That is all you need to do. And maybe it's not today. Maybe it's not an hour from now. Maybe it's not a year from now. Maybe it's not 20 years from now. But God has promised us in his word that he will redeem you, that he will change you, that he will forgive you because he is a loving God at the end of the day. And that is something that Christians keep forgetting. We are too quick to judge, but we are not quick enough to forgive and love and show the love that Christ has shown us. Too many times people look at God and let's just say in the Old Testament, and see his judging and see how he destroyed Israel so many times. But at the end of each of those sequences, the end of Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, 
God always had a plan for them, and he always had mercy on them. There was always a way out of the punishment that they rightly deserve for their egregious sins. And that is the story of the gospel. Let me look up Ephesians 2.8 here really quick, just to make sure I don't uh, misquote it. It says here in Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, of yourselves, it is the gift of God. At the end of the day, religion means nothing to God. Religion is man-made, but Christ is heavenly made. Christ is the only way to God. I have no paper. I have no... I just have the screen with some Bible verses on it and this microphone and the Instagram live, which no one's watching, but I'll put this on my story anyway. At the end of the day, Christ is the only way. I'm speaking from the heart right now. And what Christ can do for you is extraordinary. There is nothing like what Christ can do for you. And no matter the stress in your life, no matter the pain in your life, Christ can take it away and throw it in the depths of hell and take your soul up to heaven with him. Christ is such a powerful name. Jesus is such a powerful name. Call on the name of Jesus. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster, here with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always. And we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family. If you like it, and frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the word of God. And until next time, God bless you.